Hi, Leah here. So just a heads up, towards the end of the episode, around the rating section onwards, there are some background noises. Of course, both of us are recording from home and we live in close quarters with others. And sometimes our recording schedule just can't fit around the lives of the people around us. And so there will be some background noise, but we do get throughout the entire sort of synopsis part of the show with no background noise, so I will leave a timestamp. Let's get on to the show. Well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, tell me more, tell me more. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Welcome to Julin Manuel Mondays. Um where we will be covering Lin-Manuel Miranda musicals, basically. Uh, And we're starting off with In the Heights, which obviously we both have history with. Let's get (laughs) (laughs) This musical, uh, both of us were in it a few years ago. Was it it 2018? What were we doing in 2018? 19. Did it get canceled? Oh no. Okay. So then Greece had to be 2018. Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. The podcast started existing in 2018. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So we we were we were in this in 2019. I was the Aguero. Um and Leah was uh I, I was man one. Yes. <laughs> Get into it. You had a name. Um, sang very. Um. Lu- Lu- Luciano? I actually don't remember what my name I was. Think, um, I think so. It started with an L. It's fine. Um, but, <laughs> um, yes. So we were both in this musical. And so our history is a bit. Um, tighter <laughs> before this musical um i didn't i knew of in the heights because i knew <clears throat> of lynn manuel miranda because he had been um gaining popularity a lot because of hamilton since like 2016 um i think that's the right date uh but I didn't. I had. I had looked it in the Heights, and I had listened to a few songs, but I didn't really like study it as such. So mm-hmm. it, it it was only after being in the musical, which I recognized having watched the movie. I still know all of the words of everything, <laughs> painfully so. Um, but yeah, how about you? <laughs> Uh, similar, I didn't really interact within the Heights until we did it. Um, prior to that, I think I did uh, um, know of it of its existence um, in the same way that I knew of like Bring It On's existence without having listened to it. Um, but like, yeah, when we did it, um, and I got to play Man One, low harmonies i love that for me and i also did the radio i did the radio thing at the beginning so you know represent 
Uh, it was actually really fun. I guess there's not much to, to say about it, so I guess we can just get into it. Um, mm-hmm. In the Heights was a stage musical um, originally... Uh, what year was it? Was I want to say like 2007 to 2008. 2007 on Broadway, Broadway 2008. There we go. So yes, um, since 2008 took, I mean, it still got on on screen faster than Wicked, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, but yes, so In the Heights, it just came out this year, 2021. I think it's taking place in the relative present because it has to do, um, they include some of the more recent things to do with deferred action for childhood arrivals and dreamers and things like that so they've updated it to reflect more current events um but in the time that it's taking place we open with usnavi who is our protagonist he uh, usnavi de la vega he is he has children have gathered to hear a story from him um, and we can immediately tell by the camera positioning and how they focus on one child that, that the one girl is his daughter for very early on but yeah. Um, yeah. but he begins telling a story about a place that he lived in called Washington Heights that was in New York and how he owned a bodega that was passed on to him from his parents And we go into the general introductory thing that happens in musicals where there's a song and it introduces all of the important characters um, that you're going to meet. And that's literally the song is In the Heights. (laughs) Yes. So, in the heights, I hang my flag upon display. In the heights, display. Um, Fun. We love it. We get a lot of exposition in this, like, nine minutes, eight minutes, where we are not only being introduced to these characters, but also, like, their relation to each other and, like, you know, Usnavi's crush on Vanessa and getting the lottery tickets and Benny existing. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, all of those things. We get introduced to that kind of exposition, um, including, like, who Daniela is and all of those people um, and what they do. Yes. They they include... I won't get into all of them, um, but I will mention that Daniela is played by Daphne Rubin-Bega, who yes, was the original Mimi for rent. Yes, of course. After the introductions of everyone, um, so Dasha Polenko um, plays a role, I'm guessing she saw that In the Heights was being made and decided that she wanted to be in it. And so they made her a role <laughs> where she doesn't really say much, but she embodies the... And they put Daniela and Carla together, which was a surprise, but not unwelcome. Wait, what? <laughs> 
Daniela and Carla are together. Like properly together? I I, I like Do, was like, I, I, I see things, but I wasn't I did I don't know. What am I, I the only person who paid attention to the in the opening? When yeah. when when they think Daniela and Carla are sleeping in the same bed. Daniela rolls over and Carla kisses her on the cheek and then pulls her up from the bed. Did no one pay attention to this? <laughs> <laughs> what? I completely missed that. That's why in what? Carnival the Barrio, when Daniela is dancing with that guy, Carla gets so possessive and pushes him out of the way and then they dance. Like they, and they're dancing when they're at the Rosario's dinner together, real closely. Just what are you kidding I mean, me? The, the, okay, no, 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 no. I, I like I picked up those things, but I didn't really like. Um, I didn't see the the first thing you mentioned. So to me, I was just like <laughs> shipping them rather than like knowing that they were together. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's never like explicitly stated, but right. I just I I'm like they showed us from the opening. They're sleeping. They they obviously sleep in the same place because they're sharing the bed, and she kisses her on the cheek, like it's a thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, they might just be gals being pals, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I don't roll over and kiss my friends on the cheek in the morning, so. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just funny to me because I actually watched the movie with someone and they didn't pick up on right. it either. I felt like I'm just, I'm just going to keep having the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes. So after everyone is introduced, um, we get further introduced to someone who's not in the original play Alejandro who seems to be a friend of Usnavi's late father and is also a lawyer type who is taking care of getting Usnavi details of his father's former business in the Dominican Republic because Usnavi would like to go back he came to New York when he was eight or so no that's a lie I'm getting it mixed up. He came to New York when he was a baby and he's been back since. But the last time that he's been back was when he was eight. So right. he just has the fondest memories of being in the Dominican Republic and wants to go there to stay forever. Um, yeah. He also mentioned previously, which is important for later, is the fact that... Um, Nina, but I should probably just establish the relationships. So we have Usnavi and Sunny. <laughs> I was like, wait right. a second. I, by skipping over the song, we we miss like a whole bunch of exposition, like you said. So yeah. we have Usnavi, Usnavi's cousin Sunny, um, younger cousin who helps him run the bodega, uh, Daniela and Carla and Kuka, who are all salon ladies. Vanessa, who also works at the salon, but uh, is also Usnavi's primary love interest. Uh, Kevin Rosario, who runs a taxi company that Benny Usnavi's friend um, works for as well. 
Kevin is happy because his daughter Nina has come home for a while. So so Nina Nina's gets introduced like slightly lovers. later. But um, Yeah. And she's and the then, love interest for Benny. <clears throat> yes, it's a love interest for, for Benny. And Abuela, who is the Pillar Rock Foundation of Community. <laughs> yeah, like the matriarch of Washington Heights, kind of. Yes. So with all that established, Usnavi wants to go back to the Dominican Republic. And Nina, meanwhile, is just re-arriving in her streets. Um, walking through and greeting people. She goes to the dispatch, meets Benny again uh, for the first time. It is mentioned later that they had a past relationship but broke up, whereas in the play, they never really got to that point because of conflict between Benny and Kevin. Like, Benny is seen more as an outsider because he's not Latino in the movie they kind of don't really go into that at all which which is uh, interesting and shows a bit of growth I think because their focus has shifted to acceptance of uh, dreamers and stuff like that it would be a little weird for them to be like oh, we don't welcome Benny into the community because he's an outsider. Right. Meanwhile, they're trying to push right. us out of the country because they think we're outsiders kind of a thing. Dynamic would have been yeah. off. But yes, attention! Attention! Sorry. It's very great. I, I, it's <laughs> it's fun. Uh, um, Nina comes in and he's like, oh, you used to run this da-da-da-da-da. Um, check it out and he does his little thing and is like yeah say hi to the people and she's like hello good morning um, <laughs> I think she's looking for her dad when she goes there and he's like not here and then she leaves um, to roam the streets yeah. I mean not really to roam the streets but she does roam the streets <laughs> she finds her dad at the end of breathe I think it is she has the expectation of the entire community on her back so she is feeling a whole lot of pressure and also being away at Stanford which she doesn't get into much apart from um, a scene later on at the dinner but we we get more of in the play so they shifted attention in the film Benny and Nina's relationship is kind of equal to or slightly greater than Usnavi and Vanessa's relationship in the play but in the movie I found that they kind of shifted it more towards Usnavi and Vanessa whereas Benny and Nina yeah. are kind of like a side romance they still get majority of their songs but I think because a lot of the tension was taken out of their um, relationship, it doesn't, it, it makes it just kind of seem like, oh, they're happening. <laughs> um, right. I mean, yeah, cause, because of also that we, it does 
seem established at least that they absolutely have an attraction for each other um i mean this is obviously before Mm -hmm. we learned that they did date or whatever whereas with you know the usnavi thing it's kind of like like in the play where it's like kind of teasing well they won't they he likes her does she even know oh my god maybe she does she seems to be flirting a little bit kind of thing um which i mean i guess it it it's similar in the play that we don't really get like in the production that we don't really get that um same will they won't they per se with nina and benny Mm -hmm. anyways that's it i'm kidding (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i could like because the chorus is just her singing just breathe and then there's people singing underneath it um, in Spanish, and I don't remember the words, and I'm not going to butcher that today in this, sí, in this, in this podcast. Respira, Respira. Y si pierdes mis suelas, que Dios te bendiga. Respira. <laughs> this is my street. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Great times. I mean, not great times, because she's like, lament not lamenting she's like sad a little bit that like you know um all of her frustrations about being at stanford um are kind of being reinforced by all of these people being like oh my gosh you are the you know shining star you're the north star of our community you're you're making it out and you're representing us in these places and whatever and she's kind of like Ah, I dropped out. Can y'all shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I can sympathize with. Like, I dropped out of my master's and didn't tell my mom until she got, like, a letter that was like, meant for me, but she read it. Um, that was like, hey, you just stopped coming to class. <laughs> and she was like, did you stop going to class? And I was like, Yes. I got super busy uh, directing Greece and also realized I didn't want to do journalism. Anyways. <laughs> After she finds her father, uh, they go to lunch together where mm-hmm. she she begins to try to tell him about what it's been like, but she can't really seem to find the words uh, because he is... Um, like he's very supportive of her um and he he doesn't want her to worry about money but money is a thing that is relevant so when yeah. it comes up that she what what was it that she got behind on the tuition for the next uh semester and the deadline passed mm-hmm. And she didn't tell him because she got all of the mail redirected to her rather than being sent to him so that he wouldn't know or worry. Um, he, he, he gets defensive and is like, don't tell me about how much money we have. You're the child. I'm like, but she's not a child is the thing. She is, she's your child, but she's not a child. She should be able to yeah. like have a say in the decisions that you're making because it 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 affects everyone (laughs) um Mm, it affects quite a lot of people 
because um, what her what she is very certain of is that her dad would easily or like like just you know sell his business in order to pay for her tuition which is something she's trying to mm-hmm. avoid happening because he's already sold like half of his space or something um, in order to help with those payments already so she's kind of like I don't want that to you know the trend to go on therefore you know unemploying a bunch of people so Nina's walking and runs into uh, Vanessa who I think Mm -hmm. brings her into the salon um, to get some treatments Uh, because you know it's time for her to reconnect and spend some time with the ladies who love her Um, and they sing uh, No Me Diga during which um, they they are they're just gossiping and Mm -hmm. then they get into the fact that they're so proud of Nina uh, for everything soon they're gonna come to her graduation and they're gonna like cause a ruckus and Nina is so overwhelmed that she just tells them and the whole salon by proxy that (laughs) she's dropped out of school um, and then Mm -hmm. leaves immediately because I would too. Also, um, I'd like to mention that Valentina's in this scene, <laughs> and I was like, ah, "Yay!" <laughs> I don't know why that. I, I, it made me really happy to see. Um, but yeah, um, tell me something I don't know. Ooh. And also, the mannequin heads are moving. Oh my god! I <laughs> and was it's gonna, like bills, 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 and. <laughs> I just didn't know how to bring it out. I was like, whoa. Because, like, it, the first time it happened, I was like, surely I imagine that. <laughs> but then they do go back to them, and they're, like, shaking their heads. And I was like, oh, I'm very confused a little bit about the, like, I mean, I understand it's not happening in real life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're like, several other points within this um, movie where they interact with non-existing things like mm-hmm. in 96,000 that happens a little later like so, like it's happening soon um, they mm-hmm. are, are interacting with non-existent objects um, which is like I get imagination but there's several different times within this movie where there's just like non-existent things just existing and like everybody interacting with them as if they can see the same thing. Um, <laughs> it's not a critique or anything. It's just something that like, I was like, I don't know what, I don't understand, but fine, whatever. <laughs> Immediately after No Me Diga, Vanessa goes for lunch. She dips out, goes all the way uptown <laughs> uh, to to view an apartment. This is during the song um, It Won't Be Long Now. Be long but she's trying to get a, an apartment uptown, but she needs a co-signer. Yeah, well, uh, they needed someone who had um, a credit score, basically. Um, yeah, that proved that they earn 
a certain amount over what the rent is. I don't know if she said four times or 40 times. Either way. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, that's why I said, because I was like, I think she said 40, but that also sounds excessive. It really does. Her rental application um, is not rejected, but she's told to get someone to go sign for her um, by a certain time or she won't get the apartment. But during this time, it is revealed that Vanessa wants to be a fashion designer which they don't give her that in the in the play yeah she just wants to move yeah <laughs> yeah um this but does give of... her a little bit more of like a real motivation um yeah as to why she wants to leave um the barrio i mean i do appreciate her like getting some agency and actually like an aspiration mm-hmm. um but she still ends up at uh, the bodega. After, I don't know. Oh, wait. Do you want to sing it? <laughs> I mean, I'm on the other hand, I'm driving away. It won't be long now. I'd like to note that I also used to live in a flat where um, a train would go by, the tube would go by. Um, <laughs> It's fucking annoying. I mean, over like a certain amount of time, you kind of get used to five o'clock hearing the train come, but it was really weird to like get used to that. So I'm like, you know, I get you, girl. Yeah, she ends up at the bodega where um, <laughs> Usnavi can see that she's kind of down in the dumps for having had her application rejected and tries to cheer her up. Uh, I love that she just had like a Tide pen in her pocket mm-hmm. when uh, he, he he had something on his shirt. But Sunny ends up asking Vanessa out on Usnavi's behalf, which is the thing that happens. Yeah. Um, and I, I love, love how he interest- like lowers his voice to do this. Yeah, as well. <laughs> it's like, so funny. my cousin. <laughs> Like, okay. Oh, God. But I love the little interlude that they have suddenly when they make the drunk Cheetah Rivera joke. And yeah. they're like, okay, listen, these are the, the Latin ladies you need to know. Okay, this one, this one, this one, this one, yeah. this one. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. But it ends up working. Um, yeah. Vanessa... Uh, cleaning up Usnavi's shirt uh, in third person tells uh, Sunny to tell his cousin that they can go dancing on Friday <laughs> and of course uh, Usnavi is ecstatic he's thrilled because my god finally yeah. this is gonna oh, be a yes, thing <laughs> don't touch me because I'm too hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't touch me I'm too hot yes que paso, que paso, here I go, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun I love I love that part I I like I loved it when we were doing it in the show and I love it now it was mm. so adorable I'm like oh little US Vanessa maybe. goes back to work um, to finish off the song meanwhile Benny comes over while uh, Usnavi and Sunny are working uh, because apparently all the places have closed down because it's real hot um, and everyone's gone to the pool so he's like 
what are you doing here? Let's go. And just as they're about to leave, a call comes in, which Sonny is instructed to take. Um, and it is revealed that they sold a winning lottery ticket. Yeah. And they're like, knows that it's for $96,000. And they go through uh, 96000 as they approach the pool. And while they are at the pool itself in this big number. Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, because they're like, it's Navi, what's wrong? And he's like, 96,000. And they're like, what are you talking about? $96,000. Holla. 96,000. Yeah. If I won the lottery, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they but changed it's... the lyric from Donald Trump to um, Tiger Woods. Yeah. It's it's oh it's only befitting. <laughs> it's basically everyone going through their dreams of what they would do with ninety six thousand um, dollars. I I will always appreciate the part that it's like, if I won the lottery, yeah. you'll never, never see, see me. me. Oh no, you joking? Stay broke then. Stay broke then. But. <laughs> I don't know. There was a TikTok that um, I don't remember what sound they were using specifically, but they were doing this where it's like, oh, it's like it was like a, one of those like um, not I don't remember what you call them, but like where it's like da and then another person and then they get to yeah Vanessa the Vanessa character who then goes off to um, sing I don't know a song by the fray I actually don't know what song he goes off into singing but yeah and I was like oh my god that's actually so funny Um, because (laughs) yeah everybody's like hyping yeah I know the audio that you're talking about, but I don't know the specific TikTok but I can envision it quite easily yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, everyone has their own idea of what they want. Um, and then they call out the numbers at the end of the song, and no one who's present there has the ticket. Everyone's like disappointed, like, oh man, you wasted our time, you got our hopes up, whatever, whatever. And the kids ask, uh, who had the ticket? And Usnavi says, no one claims it. And this is when I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, there's a whole song about it later. Like, yeah. did they change? How much did they change? Yeah. Um, it's fine, though. Yeah. I was like, I was like, is he intentionally being misleading um, to yeah. these children? Um, but no, it's that literally nobody claimed it. Okay. We get to... Uh, check in on the Piraguero um, and and his his conflict with a Mr. Softy ice cream truck um, Piragua Piragua this was you you sing it <laughs> <laughs> tengo de mango tengo de parcha de piña y de fresa tengo de china de limón de peso y de peseta hey Piragua Piragua 
and Mr. Softy being played by Christopher Jackson. I was just like super. I was just like, ah, so cute because <laughs> they're having this like fight, which is like two. This is these are two grown men having like a bit of an argument, and I'm like, this is adorable as fuck. Um, the OG like Benny and Usnavi interacting on this movie mm-hmm. like full circle. I love it so much. Nina and Benny uh, not too long after the pool I think you can tell that she got her hair wet because it's curly now uh, <laughs> I, was, I was so confused I was like is that her actual hair <laughs> I was trying to tell and not in a because I'm black I fully understand your hair is a different texture when it gets wet I'm aware Yeah. I don't know why it perturbed me as much as it did just seeing her go from straight hair to curly hair with no transition in between but it's absolutely fine um but they start to talk about uh what it was like when they were growing up which is when we get um a little bit more exposition about them having broken up in the past because uh nina was going too far away for school and they could not reconcile that but they end up kind of falling back into the way that they were um as nina like tries to take in her block and the people there again when we get the song when you're home all i can think of now i don't know why is just like come with i can only hear the bass line for some reason um, and then like the harmony at the end of like oh. Anyways. the harmony at the end which they did not do they <laughs> I was thoroughly <Robbed>. disappointed <laughs> I was expecting a, I was expecting a high note I was yeah, yeah same I was bracing for it I was bracing for it and she just talks <laughs> she just spoke it she just oh. said the word home and I was like, wait, yep. I thought they were building up to it because yep. she stopped harmonizing with him. So I was like, yeah. oh, because they, they do it all through the end. It's like, home, 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 the like whole thing. But then mm. he's singing it on his own. I was like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she spoke the home. I was like, God damn Yes. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I feel, I feel like so this is incorrect. By a song. <laughs> yeah. God. It would have been better if I had no expectations. <laughs> it would have been fine. <laughs> oh, man. Usnavi does want to take Sonny with him when he is going to the Dominican Republic. He thinks it would be um, the best thing for him. Um, Alejandro, the lawyer, had previously informed him that Usnavi's not his legal guardian. He can't just up and take a child. So, <laughs> I mean, without parental consent. So he goes to talk to um, Sonny's dad, who in the play is never seen, um, but is kind of like mentioned to be, I think an alcoholic at some point I don't know um that might have come from fan fiction don't quote me on that but uh he 
he yes I read in the Heights fan fiction during the musical again don't at me about that um <laughs> listen if I am consuming a piece of media I need to read the fiction about it okay that is all I am willing to go into on that um so okay. but again it, it must have come from somewhere because in the, in the movie um, yep. it's kind of not explicitly stated but Usnavi is like oh is that everywhere. First... say that again sorry there are bottles everywhere in that scene yeah there are bottles everywhere um, Usnavi is like is that your first for the day kind of a thing um, so it's also kind of again not explicitly stated but his father who's played by Mark Anthony by the way um, his father is um, like listen I I would love to tell Sonny something he doesn't listen to me um, and there have been times when I considered just giving him up but it's not a thing I can do and it's like you pay him in cash why do you think that is like you can't we don't we're not we're illegally <laughs> we're illegal immigrants yeah um i mean again it's not so, explicitly stated at that moment but it is yeah yeah you can infer and i guess it's like if they were to try and leave the country it would be a whole situation during this time benny who is working for the Rosarios goes to deliver some coffee for um, Nina's father. I think this was a little earlier, but he and goes we to see Hades. Some and... <laughs> hmm? We well, Hades. We see him before this scene with Abuela when she's like, yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, yeah. laundry thing. Because I was like, is that Hades? Um, I don't. I, Patrick something. Um, Pike. Right? <laughs> Patrick something. Patrick Page. Patrick Page. He, he plays Pike, right? Because I'm not pulling yes. that name out of nowhere. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, he, he like popped up and he I was like, oh, Hades! Does he run a dry cleaners or something? Yeah. Yeah. And he was going to charge her like $117 to like clean some napkins. Like, brother is on like mm-hmm. a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, th- he's meant to like represent gentrification. <laughs> um, is a white person. Yeah. Um, he is in the mm-hmm. office with Mr. Rosario, and they seem to be having a discussion while Benny um, comes in with the coffee. And Benny is shooed out, so he doesn't get much, but he is aware, um, people are aware that um, Pike bought half of the space that used to be Rosario's so I think as soon as Benny saw them in the office together he got like a bad feeling in his gut (laughs) that he was not able to reconcile so next we have the dinner party that occurs Um, practically everyone's gathered um, in the apartment um I think Usnavi shares the apartment with Abuela. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so too. Because when he when he got up when he walked out, Abuela was in the kitchen. So 
they're all gathered in the apartment. They're having a lovely dinner. For, it's Nina's welcome back party. Um, they have the moment where um, the record skips and it's Abuela's favorite part of the song. Yes, um, I mean, it was, it was Camilla's, but she's not here, so. Um, but yeah, the para siempre, para siempre, para siempre. <laughs> but yeah, they're having a pretty nice dinner. Usnavi is fussing about things, and it's it's just kind of a, a glimpse into like how things are and like the the welcome warm community that they have. And then Benny arrives late, because um, again he could not reconcile in his stomach <laughs> what he saw, mm-hmm. and so he just immediately comes out with it. He's not hungry. And he asks why, what that meeting was about. And Kevin Rosario, then, I don't know why I said his full name, <laughs> just now. <laughs> um, Kevin uh, is announces the fact that he has sold the rest of the business space to pay for uh, Nina's tuition. Nina, who had previously told him that the deadline passed, um, Kevin is just like, stop lying. I called them. I called them. You you have something important that you need to be doing. You need to be going to this school. Yeah. And Nina is so frustrated because he's not hearing her at all. Benny hears her. And it's like, you're not listening to her, Kevin. Um, but and she... she ends up, even when Abuela is like, Nina, you should be grateful. Your father did this for you say thank you he's like no and I refuse your money and she leaves <laughs> um yeah and then <laughs> Kevin's she just revealed like, then was okay everybody then get out that she revealed that like um when like her dorm mate or whatever lost a pearl yes, necklace yes um the RA and like her the parents of the um, doormate and everybody searched Nina um, and then it was only found it was found that like the pearl necklace was actually in the girl's purse the whole time and um, Nina's like I like I apologize to them and whatever and stuff like that and it's like sort of um, cementing or like revealing that she feels very 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 out of a community in Stanford whereas like she comes back to Washington Washington Heights and like she has this community and all of these people but in Stanford she's alone and she feels very isolated by that and on top of being isolated by that she's being racially profiled and you know all of that stuff and that kind of Mm -hmm. fucking sucks um, she also talks about like uh, an instance at like a dinner um, with the dean, yeah. or something like that, um, where she's mistaken for a waitress. But I think that happens at a different time. I think that happened like when she was having lunch with her dad. I don't know. Yeah, it did happen when she was having lunch with her dad. But yeah, no, Nina's not having the best time of it. Um, and so she's just so frustrated with the fact that she has all of these expectations placed on her, but no one's listening to what she 
wants. Mm. Um, and so, uh, they're all told to get out by Kevin. <laughs> so they end up just kind of, most of them, filing out to the club. Because, well, Usnavi and Vanessa already had like a date plan, so it's yeah. fine. Benny and Nina are there too, and we get the club scene. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> yo, this is nice. <laughs> it's a very long song, but it's really great and it's fun and it's like the Vanessa let me get the next one part. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. I mean, obviously it was gonna be really good, but I was like, oh, I like this yeah. a lot. Um, and there's a moment like throughout that night, you can see that Vanessa's like trying to be like Snavi, let's you know you and me right and he initially like lets her go off with the one guy he's like oh no go dance he's like oh no go dance with him or whatever um and then dances with some other woman and then like later on she's like oh you owe me a dance and he's like okay yeah let me go get some shots or whatever and then he like leaves and she's like what um and he gets two shots and then like oh yeah Blackout, blackout. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can you tell that was my harmony? Um, <laughs> um, it's fun. Uh, they change a couple things in there as well, um, including the uh, little bit about the fireworks like how the fireworks yeah. start um is different and also because nina and benny don't fight during the club yeah they give vanessa and usnavi that the interaction that nina and and benny initially have in the show where mm-hmm. you know um i gotta go um and oh this is the sound i think that's been circulating around tiktok that i've avoided it so i've i've avoided it so expertly because (laughs) i did i was like oh this is all new information to me because the moment i'd see like in the heights i'd be like no 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 no. i can't see that (laughs) Um, but like where he's like you've been shaking your ass <laughs> shaking your yeah. ass with everybody else or whatever it's not me all night you barely even mm-hmm. danced with me mm-hmm. don't make me laugh I've been trying all night you've been shaking your ass for like half of the heights real nice you didn't give me a chance all evening what do I get another dance I'm leaving <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> I gotta go uh, but I always love the, the the bit of the blackout, like right at the beginning of like need a ledger. No, not yeah, like um what? Cause anybody's happy, Benny. Yeah. Happy. Anyone seen Benny? Uh, and they only did that for like one round. <laughs> I know that made me so sad. I was like, I need more. So good. They didn't even say Usnavi help me. It was just Usnavi. And then it just it was gone. (sighs) 
I guess they're um, like, Vanessa doesn't call for help. No. <laughs> She's calling for the snobby. Yeah. Ugh. But yes, uh, it is a blackout. Fireworks are happening. Look at the fireworks fly, light up the night sky. Um, oh, and, and I guess they all go back to Abuela. Well, because Benny and Nina don't fight, um, Benny just tells Nina to stick with Usnavi. And he goes and works the dispatch that night. Whereas in the play, they go home together and end up like spending the night together. Right. Yes. Yes. But that, that, that whole thing doesn't happen, which then affects later in Carnaval when they're like, went for a roll in the hay and Penny's just like, that's not true. And it's like, yeah, it's not true because that's the night when it was supposed to happen. But yeah. <laughs> Yep. But he he ends up going and working the dispatch with Kevin. Um, he gets the generator set up and stuff, which again, no conflict between them at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I feel like if there had been, that would have been a like a turning point moment where yeah. it'd have been like, you know, Benny like really cares about stuff, but there yeah, was nothing think... previously established. So it's just yeah. like. I think what we're we're robbed of um, in terms of their uh, relationship. Um, I don't. I don't like. Obviously, like we said, um, removing the tension over him not being um, part, like not being one of them or whatever, um, is makes sense. But having him be upset that everybody's gonna be jobless could have still happened you know like he could have still had voiced those opinions and in a way that like because it happened all of that would have happens in that night that like Mm -hmm. you know kevin going to the dispatch and realizing how passionate benny actually is about this and it isn't like like him being hot-headed or whatever and him like like you said like it would have been a nice little turning point for their like relationship um in that moment but also whatever i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's a two hour and 20 something minute movie so they cut things out and yet it was still just as long (laughs) yeah but uh, that's well they did a thing that i appreciate and i'll talk about later but like in terms of why it ends up being just as long so during the blackout uh several people managed to find their way to um abuela claudia's to usnavi's place which i think speaks to the fact that it's made in a more modern time because with blackout when it was made in when when this show was made in i said it at the top 2005 and premiered in 2008 cell phones had lights but they weren't as advanced as they are now Mm -hmm. so like gps and stuff and i'm pretty sure they can navigate their way in the dark but it wouldn't be a complete darkness you know there would still be like ways for you to get yourself home if your phone had enough charge like you wouldn't be the lost lost yeah 
I think um, them all choosing to gather out of Willa Claudia's, whereas in the play it's just an absolute free for all mess, um, <laughs> is is a smarter decision. But while they're all gathered there, it's still really hot. It's been established that it's so hot for these last few days, and they don't have a fan or anything now. So, Abuela Claudia is laid um, on the bed to relax by Usnavi, and we see her just staring out from her bed towards the folks that are, like, gathered. They're playing bingo, they're doing, like, they're just um, making entertainment for themselves. Yeah. And she's just looking out at them. And then we get into Paciencia y Fe, which apparently just makes everyone ball. You know, everyone is crying by the time Paciencia Fe. It messed me up. Because it's like, obviously, if you know the show, you know that she's about to die. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And so, you know, Paciencia y Fe is like her walking to the freaking light. And it's just like, I cannot deal with all of the implications of the fact that they've moved Paciencia y Fe to this moment where she's like half dying and she's like singing about her life and, you know, moving to New York and all of it. And... And I'm like, no, Abuela, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, paciencia y fe. Paciencia y fe. But yeah, like, I, like I said, I, I, I watched this with someone and I couldn't see their reaction. I was like muted on the other half of a call just like tears running down my face um, but they said afterwards like even from the setup of when she was lying there watching them mm. it they could feel that and they were just like oh no mm-hmm. no 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 yep. um, because we'd been prepared for something to happen during the blackout because they kept counting down to it yeah. Like, um, I think, what, what did he say? Sword of Damocles, just swinging closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So that is just like, the expectation is met. Something tragic happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about like, just silent tears. I was like, saw bang. <laughs> when I, talk, I was, li- I was, <laughs> that I was saw <laughs> Um, I was very distraught. Uh, I had to take a break. Well, I'm not a terribly expressive crier to begin with, so that's a lot for me. I didn't used to be, but, you know. The the way that I shed tears to that song is not common. (laughs) So, (laughs) honestly, we each have our own way. (laughs) And also they changed at the end because of its placement. They changed um, at the end. Normally it's what will I do with this winning ticket? And it's revealed that um, 
she has the the winning ticket and I thought they were going to keep it because it would still be Usnavi telling the truth yeah if she then died in that moment where no one turned in the ticket so the secret would have died with her and I would have been like what <laughs> um and it was kind of true that happened but the audience then did not get a chance to learn that she had the winning ticket until much much later yeah um it's like it but, feels like the plot thread is unfulfilled and will never like will, it's just it feels like they built yeah. it up and then like nothing happened because um, yeah well the only person who had not been in 96,000 outside of like Kevin I guess is now dead and did not say that they had the ticket and so it's like yeah uh, hmm, okay choices <laughs> I mean again it's only if you had that like prior knowledge you would have that expectation so I guess we're kind of disadvantaged by knowing the musical so well right that it's just like what <laughs> but if you're <laughs> yeah. coming in new you wouldn't have that expectation and then it would be a surprise later on yeah um when it's revealed that oh she had it mm-hmm. she passes away <laughs> and um and of course, Usnavi um, finds her, screams for Daniela to call 911. Um, the rescue services come and, and take her away. And you know, it's real sad. And then uh, Alabanza happens. Alabanza. Ooh. So sad. Oh God, I was yeah. up up until the end of Alabanza. From like the moment she gets into the bed up until the end of Alabanza. That's that was a lot to get through. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and it was it was it was kind of why I was like, why is this happening the way that it is? <laughs> because there's meant to be. I don't know if it would have struck the same, like if they had kept it the way that it was meant to be, where it was like blackout and then it's uh, carnival and then it's um, like carnival is cut because uh, Abuela Claudia dies and then it's Alabanza. If that would have like the drop off, I think they still manage like the the expected emotion. Yeah. pretty well um yeah. i think i mean <sighs> i do appreciate that because then we do get like carnaval to like revive us to make us to like yeah okay let's get through we're, we're through the moment and we're fine and we've also got it <laughs> we're fine you know it it, it it felt i don't know if I don't know if better is the word, but like it felt good to have that afterwards, like a celebration yeah. of life type thing. Before we get to Carnival, though, there is a protest. Sunny had mentioned it before when Nina just arrived and was re-meeting everyone. Um, so Sunny and Nina go to a protest um, for the Dreamers, for um, the the 
what is I just said deferred action for childhood arrivals they say it's revealed that Sonny would not be able to go to college as um, as an undocumented person so Nina now having a more I think personal stake in like like she does have like stake in it but like seeing how it immediately affects uh, someone that she cares about she's like her her brain starts turning and it's like there has to be something that can be done maybe there's something that I can do and I have to go back to Stanford to do it and she tells this to her dad um, who is again very proud of her and supportive all yeah. throughout this movie yeah. so and he's like you're do- you're like doing way better than me um also because like of the fact that she's heading towards something and not just like going to college to go to college like not just going back to college to go back to college but like there's like like a plan of action that she wants to fulfill and that mm-hmm. is like an even bigger like moment for him to be proud and it gives her more agency again they did a better job of giving people goals because in the play Nina doesn't find something until Abuela Claudia's death and it is the fact of her death and the fact that she had a great um, amount of faith in her that makes her kind of her head like crack open and (laughs) she can be like actually like the faith that people have in me isn't a burden um, kind of a thing which yeah. is fine but but this version of events kind of yeah like you said gives her more agency gives her more of like a thing to be working towards um, yeah. than just like fulfilling a thing to fulfill a thing Usnavi who is still on his path to go to the Dominican Republic never changed um <laughs> He is cleaning up. He finds uh, the rental application for Vanessa in the trash. So he goes to Daniela to ask her to, like, be a co-signatory on it for her. Because he would do it, but he's leaving. So uh, if she could do it, it'd be a personal favor to him. Daniela is in the actual process of, process of moving, like the van is packed up and she's getting ready to go she agrees um and also she's trying to say goodbye to everyone but no one's out and about everyone's like down in a block uh, sheltering somewhere against the heat because it's a blackout and there's nothing to do so they make their way there and then we get carnaval del barrio Um, anyways, <laughs> Carnaval de Barrio, Carnaval de Barrio, Carnaval de Barrio, Barrio, etc. Um, fun yes. times. Everybody is like, yes, actually. Um, and it's like a um, a moment of people being like proud of their. Uh, the, their individual countries that they came from um, or at least you know their parents or whatever 
um, came from uh, with their flags. Yes. So we do have that, um, and it's also because they've shifted things around, then we don't get Usnavi rapping about um, that Abuela Claudia won the lotto because he doesn't know that one and two, it's not relevant. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Usnavi and Vanessa, this is the moment where they kind of like reconcile from the fight that they had. Vanessa was previously complaining, as she does often about everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, she does a lot. No, but, I know. Um, but they managed to like reconcile during the song. So then we fast forward in time to Usnavi's getting ready to leave. Nina's getting ready to go back to Stanford. But uh, talking about Nina going back to Stanford, Benny and Nina are helping Nina pack. And they end up singing when the sun goes down, which indicates that. And also, my God, they put the passage of time in them. I should have commended this from the start. Yeah, they I was waiting for you to say something. I was like, hello, there were days. <laughs> they there. counted down the days and then they skipped 30 days and they made sure that we knew it. Yep. <sighs> If anyone is out there listening to this podcast that understands me, <laughs> my God, I'm so happy. But there's a time skip of a month. I'm guessing during this time, uh, Benny and Nina have like reformed either. I don't know if they rekindle their relationship properly yet, but Benny is talking about going out to meet her. So it would indicate that they have something yeah. reestablishing. When the sun but goes yes, it's down. when the sun goes down. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, <laughs> doom. Um, yes, and he floats in the air. Well, they both do. In on, Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining. They... Defy gravity <laughs> um, <laughs> for a moment and uh, pan over to the One other of the couple. Key scenes from the trailer. Um, oh really? I didn't watch the trailers either. Uh, I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's very cute, and they kiss at the end. Usnavi, meanwhile, is. Like still doing his cleaning of his apartment. It's pretty much empty completely now. And um, it's in this moment where he realizes there's like a little box on the windowsill that he's missed. So he goes through and he sees like a little charm that Abuela had and an old lottery ticket. And he opens it up. And of course he remembers the winning lotto numbers that he sold. And Abuela has it and it has written at the top of it for Snobby. So she never planned to keep the money for herself. Um, and it's going to go to him. And he's just ecstatic because from beyond the grave, um, Abuela Claudia is still helping him. Vanessa arrives and she has champagne because it's a thing that's established whenever someone leaves the block that they get a bottle of champagne from Usnavi. Um, but now he's the one up on the receiving end of the champagne. So, <laughs> Usnavi... He's very preoccupied with, like, opening the bottle while she's in the middle of being like, Usnavi! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! And he's like, yeah, 
Anyways, how do you get this thing off? And he's very preoccupied with the <laughs> bottle. He's like, you're leaving too. And she's like, I'm going down the block, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> like I'm just going down a couple of neighborhoods. I don't know what you're talking about. You're leaving the country. Um, and he's like, I don't know why you're mad at me. I wish I was mad. Da -da 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 -da. And then she kisses him. And she leaves, and she goes for a walk, and then stumbles onto Graffiti Pete, who has these graffiti rags um, that he used to clean. She's like, "How much are these?" It's like free. I got loads. I'm like, "Why would you want my rags that I used to clean up my paint?" Because um, she's a fashion designer who had complained just before Champagne that she hadn't been able to sew anything her fingers wouldn't move which she's lacking inspiration because i'm guessing she's in a new environment she has a spark of inspiration at this moment but we get to it later uh meanwhile usnavi and alejandro and um sunny are like in alejandro's office i guess there's fees to pay in order for sunny to become um no longer undocumented it's gonna take months to years for for him to be able to do anything to go to college, anything like that. So Usnavi hands over the lottery ticket to Alejandro to cash and then to put the rest um, in a fund for Sonny so that he can have something for his future. I'm just like, you take none of the money? Ah. <laughs> uh, these people are insanely generous. <laughs> like I yep. understand it's meant to show that he's like a good a good generous person, but yeah. ninety-six thousand dollars. Yeah. Are you yeah. insane? Are you kidding me? Vanessa just as Usnavi's taking his final walk around the block in order to prepare for his um and this is when the finale is happening as well, the finale song. Um Vanessa encounters Usnavi and brings him back to the bodega so that she could this is meant to be a moment where Sunny actually shows Usnavi um, a mural to Abuela Claudia but instead it's transformed into Vanessa showing Usnavi um, the world through her eyes and to see um like what she created and also a mural to um, the Dominican Republic with um, Usnavi's dad's speech, his dream, and then Paciencia y Fe um, for Abuela as well. And when Sonny was like, and I do that green crab in the corner, I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I see what you, you tricked me. You, you switch rude. I see. <laughs> I didn't clock in then yet. I was like, I know he stays. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know he <laughs> says that he stays. But like, we've seen him on the beach, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fucking asshole. No, it's a bait and switch. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> When I, when I saw the green crab, because I remember they had taken a moment to focus in on this green, green crab, crab. Mm -hmm. for some reason. 
So I was like, oh, it's the crab. Oh, it's not real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, then I was like, how did they transition it into into being like an actual space? Because he's clearly at a bar, I think. Mm. But they worked it out. Because um, yeah. they had all of the people on the... Sorry, go ahead, sing it. <laughs> because <laughs> they had all of the people on the beach as well and I was like is he in magic because we can see Vanessa like does he not end up with Vanessa what's happening in this like it's yeah. a whole moment <laughs> just like roller coastering. I was like okay <laughs> alright <laughs> okay cool yeah but, I was um, like okay there was part of me because I was like I vaguely remember that he stays but okay maybe they changed that and he has his daughter that i initially was like oh it's him and vanessa's kid and then i was like oh wait but if he's in the dominican republic and she's like moved to just a different place in new york so she can do her fashion career thing um this is just like some other woman that they're gonna bring in and i was like maybe they are gonna bring that featured dancer that he danced <laughs> I was thinking the same the thing. No, I was thinking the same. No, I blow in glaze. Yes, I was thinking yes. <laughs> about it. Yes. I was thinking it. Oh god. Great. I'm glad that you also went to that logical leap. <laughs> but no, um seeing everything that has occurred in his bodega, um Usnavi decides to stay. Um, and then it's revealed that in the present, the bodega has actually been transformed into this like shared fashion space, a bodega thing with a, a, it looks like a bar and the beach is behind it. I don't know how it works, but he has a beard now. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, um, cause that's how we show the passage of time. So it's like I don't know how how old the kid is meant to be six five six I don't know, but his daughter it's his daughter um, Iris, um, the girl that they kept focusing on, and it's his and Vanessa's daughter I should say, and they go out into the street and the hydrants are actually open, and they're all celebrating in the water. And just reveals that he is home here. Then the movie's over. That harmony, yes. And then the movie's over, yes. And then there's a bonus. And then uh, there's a post credit scene. scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I missed initially. Um, of it's uh, the reprise of. Um, and he gives Mr. Softy, the Mr. Softy guy, a drink or a piragua. And he's like, haha, I'm making money, yada yada. Um, because this uh, Mr. Softy um, truck blew up, not blew up, what's the word? Like, it broke down. That's it. Time for our ratings. And now, 
<laughs> Do you want to say it? You, you take it. I uh, It's just the part of the podcast where we rate the movie. I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. It's fine. So... Um, starting off with music and choreography as we always do um, so I, I, I can't complain about the music any complaints I would have would be formed of bias of having heard the songs multiple times over the course of several weeks so <laughs> I'm pretty much either all for or all against some of the songs but they kept in most like pretty much all of the songs that I enjoyed so I can't really complain about that um choreography choreography was big um bombastic you can see where sometimes they duplicate some people to make it seem bigger than it was but you know that's besides the point um (laughs) in terms of the actual dancing that they were doing um i enjoyed it uh, Great Amanda was always full of energy when there were big dance numbers. So I would say that for music and choreography, I will give it a uh, 4.25 out of 5 green crabs. No cool. major complaints. I mean, same. Um, I had a blast. The songs are just as good as I remember them. Um, and fun times. Of course, yes, I am upset a little bit that Enough isn't here, because <laughs> um, I really like that song. Um, but that's fine. There are other songs that they removed that other people have way stronger attachments to than I do to Enough anyways, so I'm good. Um, yeah, great times, choreography, fun times. I will give it four points. Yeah, 4.25 green crabs sounds like a good time. Okay, now we get on to story. Again, biased because I knew how it went originally. And (laughs) if you've gotten to this point, you know our opinions on some of the rest of the changes that they've made um, throughout. So... It's, it's difficult to combine the story that I expected with the story that I got. Um, <laughs> but was it still cohesive um, and had a through line? Yes. Um, some of the relationships uh, could have been built out more, but you could say that about pretty much any story. Do I think um, they established... They did. They did work to further establish um, the 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 women um, in the play. A couple of them, anyway, as actual people and not just um, the interests, uh, the love interests, rather. Um, so I would say for story, I would give it. Mm, what's the number? It's a good, like a solid, like. 3.75 out of 5 lottery tickets. Okay. Um, I really appreciated, I hinted, hinted, I don't know, I mentioned earlier that I'd get into what I love that they did. Um, 
that they did in terms of the movie and that is not be afraid to make it its own thing like mm-hmm. to add to flesh out characters to take the to utilize the fact that they are adapting this into a different medium and not just like copy pasting it onto the screen they are giving the movie purpose to exist you know updating it and all of these things like it it's it adds to the story it adds to my understanding of the characters and the story in in general and like all all of that um i pre i appreciate it a lot again like fleshing out sunny um and his storyline and like you said nina and vanessa having things to do um or things separate of their um you know significant others or whatever um great i i just i really i super appreciate that um when it comes to this adaptation um it's doing the thing that you should all which i believe you should do is give us a reason for the existence of this thing in a new medium um beyond making money or it's popular or whatever you know um so yeah i definitely definitely got a lot more out of it as a result and um i will give it i think i'll give it a four i think i'm 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 very very pleased with a lot of how they utilized their time, which is why, like I said earlier, that it it, it does end up spanning about the same amount of time, but that's because they gave us more to work with as well, uh, narratively speaking. Um, so I'll give it four lottery tickets. And then overall enjoyment. This is where um, the movie sold for me. Um, because even though I didn't like I, I appreciated that they made emphasis to make a plot they updated it to match with the current events um, that are being talked about current issues um, while still keeping the core of the characters uh, the same and listen if I had to sit there and bawl and cry at Abuela Claudia for two minutes, then yes, I was invested <laughs> in the thing. So I'm going to say um, overall enjoyment. I'm going to give it uh, 4.25 out of 5 champagnes. Cool. Of course, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, if any of the shit that I said before didn't really indicate that, uh, which I don't think is possible, um, but I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I, you know, even having again like had to be in it, and so heard the music thousands of times and the lines and all of these things. Um, I still was super invested. I I was distraught 
when Alba Claudia died and I knew she was going to die. Like, I was fully aware that that was where the story was going. And yet, I was very, very, very <laughs> hurt when she did. And so, like, again, like you said, like, if I'm going to be crying, of course I'm invested. Of course I'm, like, there with them and all of it. And it's just, it was so great. And it was, I just enjoyed it so much. So... 4.25 champagnes for me as well. I mean, okay, I think we'd be a little bit remiss without like briefly flying by the conversation, the discourse of uh, colorism that was had. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I like a lot of people, I do think there could have been opportunities um, to cast um afro latina people latinx people um and like I, I i see that and appreciate that because you know that is those are people that exist in like the the dominican republic and other places as well like so to not really represent them that much kind of does suck a little um, but, you know, Lynn has sort of addressed it. And so I think he wrote this, right, as part of, like, he doesn't see people like him on stage and he doesn't feel like he'll be cast on in, in anything. And so he wrote a thing for his people to be on there as well. And I think maybe it was he was a little single-minded in terms of when it came to the movie in that, like, definitely we need to be representing Latinx people that it didn't really cross his mind um, the scope, <laughs> the uh, variety of people that could have been represented, I think, um, which is not to make an excuse for him, but that's, I don't know, that's what I think. I, I, I personally, it, it's like being like a, a black Caribbean person it's it's not unusual it's not unexpected i think so when the discourse came about that um afro-latino people weren't being cast afro-latinx um and then to have one of the cast members make statements like kind of othering afro-latinx people mm-hmm. like there's latino and afro-latinx people mm-hmm. and i'm just like the whole point of it was diversity and inclusivity and to have it stray so far and to have the director say that there's black people in the background what are you complaining about not those aren't his words exactly but that is the essence (laughs) Um, and it's just like there was such a missed opportunity and it's just unfortunate that what's meant to be this like celebration of this community is still plagued by um uh the mildest essence the mildest essence of anti-blackness yeah i think it's it was i i personally thought it was important for us to just sort of address it rather than just be like it was great okay bye (laughs) like um, yeah 
Now is the time for our obsessions. Yes, it's the time for our obsessions where we talk about the things that we like in musical theater. This is a part of. You did it. I did it. I know. <laughs> this is a part of the podcast where we talk about things that we like, have been obsessed with interested in or the news um regarding musicals musical theater or theater um don't have a lot to contribute today uh i will say that the trailer for the camila cabello um cinderella i think rogers and hammerstein um movie has dropped so you can go find that if you are interested in it okay so this isn't really anything it's just like um so vin diesel says he's dying to do a fast and furious musical and when i tell you i okay i watch the fast and furious movies right they're so ridiculous and i love it because they're so Mm -hmm. ridiculous i don't know how that would translate onto stage at all i don't know what he would want to do (laughs) You can't have a car, a car, it's about cars. There's no plot, really. I'm like, imagining, like, I'm just imagining increased lightning times 10. Like, like the entire musical is just it's Grease, Grease Lightning. I don't know why it tickles me so much, but um, when I saw that, I, oh God, Vin Diesel. Hey. It would have to, it would have to one just be a straight movie. Like it could, it could never go to stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no one is gonna pay yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, it would have to go straight then, to the to the screen. Yeah, and then I don't know what 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 will they be singing about? Like, okay, <laughs> let's let no. Let me take this in for a second. Let me think about the the plot of the first Fast and Furious movie. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, so they're also on TikTok, right? Um, Rocky's Road uploaded, like, his take. He's, he's like, as a person who's never seen um, a Fast and Furious um, movie, this is what it would sound like written by me. And it's, like, this super earnest thing of, like, I can drive a car. And then I saw someone else do... Um, uh, Jason Statham and <laughs> just sing in a Cockney accent, just like a generic like I'm a driver for I like a fast. I can't do the accent right now. Uh, I'm a driver fast car, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, it's just it's so funny. Uh, so I don't know what they would sing about. Genuinely, I can't I can't reconcile the idea of Fast and Furious with people bursting into song ever and it's already a ridiculous premise like it already they're already like doing nonsense shit like of a a waterfall of cars from like a parking lot you know what i mean like if it's just based on the very first movie there might be something if it's just the only the first movie because (laughs) the the plot synopsis of the, I'm not reading this 
But like the plot synopsis of the Fast and the Furious is basically an undercover police officer is trying to infiltrate um, a car racing ring. I don't recall if there's drugs involved. There might be drugs involved. But like he like there's betrayal and love because he falls in love with the sister of the guy who's like in charge of the car racing thing so it's like a Romeo and Juliet-esque Juliet-esque? Romeo and Juliet-esque kind of thing mm-hmm. um, happening with that so that could be a thing and then there's like an established relationship that the leader who is Dom who is Vin Diesel has with um, this girl Letty who ends up dying spoiler alert for like later movies she doesn't actually die she's like she comes back she's like mind wiped or some some shit I don't know um but (laughs) so like there's there's a whole thing and if it's just based on the plot of the first movie where they go from like enemies like undercover and there's betrayal and the whole thing maybe I mean to be fair to be fair they don't necessarily have to be adapting any of the movies per se. Um, it could just be an installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise where they're telling an original story where at one point or another, a car has to be driven fast. You will never <laughs> one lose time. the fan base of the Fast and the Furious faster than... <laughs> It to have a new established story told in musical form. The people who watch <laughs> The Fast and the Furious don't watch musicals. I there's do. not there's like a small intersection where <laughs> I sit and I have fallen asleep in more of those movies than I've actually watched them. So honestly, I don't think <laughs> Oh, I'm just saying, not like as like past 10 per se, but just like it doesn't have to necessarily be an adaptation of the stories we've already seen is what I'm saying is like it could mm-hmm. just be another yeah. Fast and Furious movie that like, I guess it's primary fan base probably wouldn't go and watch, but it would it, all truly all that movie needs is one time for someone to drive a fast car <laughs> well no it can't it has to happen multiple it, times it can't just be one time it would have been I mean, like one fast it needs one to furious be... person that doesn't work it has to be the fast and the furious it indicates multiplicity okay maybe like two <laughs> two races a race at the beginning where we established Five. that like the um the protagonist is like trying to do this thing with the car which is something that happens in the first Fast and Furious movie anyways where he's like trying to do something with the car but he's unsuccessful at it but then at the end he's at another race and he does that thing and he actually is successful at it there story arc written where's my check Vin Diesel can you imagine (laughs) can you imagine on stage do you remember in the Prince of Egypt when they were doing that horse race oh my god yes yeah it Imagine that, but cars. <laughs> but I don't see how <laughs> it'll be a thing. Yeah, well, you know. Um, but yeah, that was, those were my obsessions. Uh, went on for longer than I expected to, because I, 
I completely mind wiped myself um, about the fact that this was a thing. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, that does bring us to the end, I guess, right? Yes, it does. Cool. Um, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Julin Manuel Mondays. Um, we will be coming at you with another in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. But if you'd like to follow us on social media in the meantime, we have a Twitter and an Instagram at TMMTMM podcast. We have a Tumblr, which is like under the works of being reworked, but um, tell me more, tell me more podcast.tumblr.com. Um, we have playlists for the songs that we like from each movie that we cover, so long as there is Spotify soundtrack, soundtrack uploaded. Um, so it is on Spotify. If you search TMMTMM podcast and go to the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. Thank you for listening. Uh, for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adesia. Goodbye. Goodbye.